When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. This is season 16, episode 7. Hello, Aid. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit under the weather, but otherwise, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you being under the weather. I know. I mean, I, Dr. Viviana had an event in Houston and I was like, I'm not feeling well, I'm not going to go, which is sad because I would have liked to meet her, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, I feel like the year is going by fast. It is, which is good because I'm only like, the future's looking good for me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have some fun stuff going too. (laughs) I do, I do, but I also don't want it to go by so fast. It's like getting older so quickly, but Uh, yeah. Okay. Exciting things you want to tell the people or not exciting things? I mean, very exciting that we had Dr. Pepper and Dr. Jessica come talk to us. That was great. Ah! Guys, we were so stoked. We, <laughs> well, we so didn't want stoked. to jinx it. <laughs> and it was so funny because I told Tane, I was like, we should tell them. And she's like, no, don't tell them. And then we had technical difficulties where we almost didn't have an interview. And I was like, this is why. <laughs> It almost didn't happen, y'all. We were just freaking out. A did not sleep <laughs> all night. She was sending texts. I was just like, it is what it is. <laughs> and that is not our roles, okay? Like, Yeah. It's the opposite. <laughs> but we switched for 24 hours because I was like, what is happening? But then it was really nice. We talked to them. It was great. We got an interview. The rest of it, um, we put a lot out for you guys here on the main feed, but the Patreon part is 40 minutes long. So if you'd like to hear the rest of it, go to our Patreon. You can join at the Barry B tier, which is $5 a month. And you can listen to our wonderful uh, discussion with them. We really had a good time. They're very nice people, by the way. They are. Like, I mean, it, the, just to share a little bit of the conversation that you can get on Patreon, um, they settle our arguments about, I don't know if it's an argument, but you know how I'm always saying, like, the couple shouldn't interact and shouldn't be together. Dr. Pepper shares her views on that we asked them about you know how long should you be uh broken up from your last relationship before you get on aid asked them about same-sex couples moving forward we asked them about attraction because we've had a couple of people complain about bald heads and it was just really a fun conversation and you know we're truly thankful that we got to speak to them so yeah go find that and then also on patreon of course every week is after party next week we are doing Love is Blind, After the Altar. 
I mean, it sounds like the reviews for these three episodes aren't the greatest, but we have to finish what we started and I am looking forward to watching it. So we will have that episode up for you next week. Yep. Tane, what's going on with these people? I think the question is what is not going on with these people? I think the biggest news Two biggest news, two headliners. The first is that, you know, we mentioned last week that Couples Couch is coming back, but they actually put out the official, you know, ad for it and all the people that are going to be there. There was a whole People Magazine article on it. So it looks like we're going to have returning couples, meaning couples that were successful. We're going to have failed couples, sounds so harsh. So like individuals (laughs) that didn't make it through. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> we're gonna have people that are not part of the show but uh have been guests on after party so podcasters and then we're gonna have some actresses based on what people magazine said so just to share some of the couples that are going to be on there are jamie and beth of course ashley and anthony shanice and jeffy jamie and doug woody and amani and elijah and katina before it all went down <laughs> so believe it is that's gonna happen So the singles, I think they're going to be paired together. I don't know who Lindsay is going to be with, but Lindsay from Boston is going to be on there. Maybe she's going to be by herself because she is in California. Um, Clara and Virginia are going to be together. Gil and Ryan from the Houston season are going to be together. And I assume Rachel and Merla are going to be together. So I don't know if there's going to be more, but those are the people that they listed or that I spotted in the preview for it. And then for the non-MAFS related people, if you guys remember, podcaster Justin Davis is going to be on with his wife and Sarah Colonna is going to be on there with her husband. Um, People Magazine says Erica Ash is going to be on there. If you're not familiar with Erica Ash, she's a black actress and she was on, I think she's best known for Survivor's Remorse. We used to be on Stars, Showtime stars or something like that it's no longer on air but i didn't see her in the preview instead there was somebody else who i did not recognize that was on there so i don't know if that's accurate or not but we'll find out but guys i i I don't know how we're expected to watch this (laughs) the laundry list of people that you just listed i'm like so each person's going to be on for 30 seconds per episode like i assume there's going to be no consistency across the episodes that's a lot of people to put on a show yeah, so they'll probably rotate on what it is. And then I don't, I, maybe it's an hour because uh, Married at an First Sight UK. I think it's an hour. <laughs> I didn't check because Married at First Sight UK is going to be right after. So that's my assumption, unless that's an hour 30. But I'm just, the show's already 90 minutes and then we have to rewatch. And let's just be honest, so far, the episodes are not like the most riveting thing. So then we have to watch people, watch people talk about it. It's just, I don't know. I might try it out, but I, I don't I don't know um, the concept. So I saw someone pointed out that MAPS is renewed through season 17, which I think is Denver. Don't quote me. <laughs> and then we haven't heard anything past season 17. But there's this one, the couple's couch thing. I, I just feel like I'm not too concerned about the MAPS franchise lasting. Like Lifetime seems to be deeply invested. So invested that they're letting them put on these spinoffs that I don't think are going to be good nor get any ratings, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it is their number one show. It is. But then, I'm like, what other shows are on Lifetime? MILF? 
Milk Manor? <laughs> That's on TLC. Um, oh. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I love watching the commercials or like seeing how Garcelle's going to be on a Lifetime movie and lying to myself that I'm going to come watch it. And I never do. <laughs> Yeah. Jenna Dewan will be on a show. I'm like, I love Jenna Dewan. I'm never coming on Lifetime to watch anything else, despite my best intentions. I think the funniest part is I saw Chriselle from Selling Sunset in a preview, and I'm like, what? She finessed her way into it. And I was like, oh, wait, she is an actress. She's she on daytime TV. Yeah, I used to watch Chriselle <laughs> back in the day on All My Children. <laughs> so, yeah, but you're right. Um, all the ads always seem like this is going to be good. And it's like ripped from the headlines. And then I'm just Googling the headlines, what happened. And I never go back. Out of sight, out of mind, really. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, yeah, we mentioned in the beginning when we had breaking news, when we had all the things, the spinoffs for Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal. Finally, I did find it. It is on Lifetime.com. I haven't checked it out because, I don't know, they're trying to kill us with all of this. And, you know, I'm also watching MAPS Australia, which is like four days a week. That's a lot. <laughs> your girl, your girl is drowning. I, I I need help, guys. I need help, aid. I'm watching MAPS Australia. I'm watching Survival Australia. And then I'm watching regular MAPS. And let's not talk about all the other shows. And I'm thinking about starting Traders Australia. I need help. I need to. I need to detox. I started Traders UK and I love it. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. And it's funny um, to me because someone was trying to say that I like watch a lot of reality TV and I was like, I'm not tame. Like, I don't think I watch that much. You don't, you don't watch scripted TV except special because I watch all of it. So it's a disease. At this I mean, if you were to ask me, okay, which one should I not watch? I'll tell you in a second. Don't watch that. Don't watch that. But you're not going to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I am cutting things out, though. I need to cut. I cut Below Deck Med and the gods hate me and brought Captain Sandy on Below Deck. <laughs> now I'm dying. <laughs> so I cut The Masked Singer. I used to love that show. But anyways, I digress. The second biggest news is Lindy and Miguel officially announced their divorce. Um, Lindy brought out a statement saying like, you know, they try to make it work. It didn't work. And I think the most interesting part was she reposted the, I think it was E! Online, People Magazine post and circled the when two people don't put in the effort equally and circled the equally. Uh, don't know what that means. But Miguel came out with his own response and just said that he's working on himself and he's learning how to communicate and talk to people. But the nice thing was he emphasized having respect um, for her and he's not going to tolerate any um, Lindy hate and he's just working on himself. So, so <clears throat> from that I gleaned that he was not willing to put in the effort to make it work and she probably wanted to stay in the relationship but that's just supposition based on their very very long statements yes so as always we wish them the best but i would like to point out that this is the same time when this announcement came out was the same day that miguel accepted our request <laughs> on instagram <laughs> so i don't know if the two are correlated but yeah <laughs> um virginia had like a tiktok video it was showing her age, where she stands politically, and her sexuality. And as the years came out, the final just came out, and she came out as pansexual. Good for her. Um, I just want to say that she posted that she wanted to, she was going to take down this video. 
because people are being really cruel about it. And we just want to reiterate that, guys, if people are not hurting you, let's just share the love and let's not be mean to people about their sexuality. Spread the love. I mean, I just happened to see the video and it took me three times of watching it because I was looking behind her and I was like, how could you make a video with your house looking that messy? Um, <laughs> I think it's on brand for her engineer. I don't think she cares. And then when we finally, I was like, oh, this is not about your messy house. This is about like your journey as a human being. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And the way it was that you, you have to keep up with like, cause she was going through and I thought it was pretty fast. Maybe it was just my eyes, but yeah. In that same vein, um, Mavs season 12, which is their season of Atlanta, is coming out on Netflix. I just thought it was already on, but I guess not. No, it's really hard to keep track. Yeah, it's coming out on Netflix uh, next week. But I thought it already came out on Netflix. I'm very concerned. If it hasn't been out on Netflix before, I mean, can we can we like make a prayer circle for Paige? Because she doesn't need the nonsense that's about to come her way exactly that's what i was about to say it was like uh, that's why i was tying it up to virginia because you know when people start rewatching, they start acting like it's on and it hasn't like it's been on for years and they've moved past their whole life but it kind of makes sense didn't we say that 11 just came out and that was our favorite season so this would be the next one i guess this will be the next one good luck (sighs) to all of them put yourself on private if you need to Paige. and use your block button um courtney from season one is pregnant with baby number two um, Cody from the Chicago season is engaged. So someone saw Alyssa at a store and she, the person said, oh, I think I saw you X, Y, Z. It wasn't sure if it was you. She was like, yeah, it was me. You should have come to say hi. I love saying hi to you guys. But then she hashtag it. I'm a good person club. Okay, Alyssa. Okay. <laughs> it's just so sad. You know, you go on reality television and your claim to fame as that you told us all that you were a good person. <laughs> It was Valentine's Day this week, so everyone was celebrating their love. Claire kind of revealed her boyfriend, you know, the one that's in Canada. It was kind of like a half picture from what I saw. He was cute. Rachel and Merla did like a Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day shoot together, which makes me think, again, I don't know that Merla is still with her boyfriend. Oh. Because I also haven't seen any pictures. I thought that that picture shoot might have been them doing couples cam or, or couple, yeah, couples cam. Couples Couch? Yes, Couples Couch. <laughs> no. Um, I forgot the name of the show. No, because she thanked her. Because they've shot already. They've shot Couples Couch and that one, they have to sit on a the couch. They're not going to do sexy pajamas. On the And she thanked her for doing the shoot with her. <laughs> I look at those photo shoots and I'm like, what are those pictures for? For Instagram? I don't know. For memories, I guess. Um, speaking of Rachel just went to Denver and I guess my question is, I'm wondering if she's still a teacher because school is in session right now. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know. Yes. I don't know how she's taking all the vacation. Same thing with Lindy. Lindy is traveling all around the world. So I don't know if she's still, um, working. Um, what else is going on? Um, it's been a year since Lindsay moved to California and it looks like she's moved in with her boyfriend. Um, if you remember, finally, Ashley and Anthony during their season had an argument about her last name. She said she was not going to change her last name and she didn't understand why Anthony wanted her to do that. So someone asked her if she ever changed her last name and she didn't ask me anything. And she said she did not change her last name, but, um, her kids are hyphenated. That is very interesting. 
Yeah. So she stuck to her guns on that one. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Vanessa from Atlanta. She's in Panama. I'm only saying that because I'm going there in a few. So <laughs> collecting. Did she give you any ideas? Did she show you any hotspots? No, she didn't. I'm just looking for like restaurants and stuff. She said something about a view. So I took screenshots. So I just need to go back <laughs> and look at it. And that's it. That's all that's going on with the people. Okay. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, Type in AltoCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule and grapefruit paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight, well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. How are we feeling about this episode? I liked it. We're progressing. Things are coming out. I'm enjoying it. What did you think? Really? I I mean, it 
it's still the same thing. A lot of stuff is happening, but I'm just like, I think because I keep thinking, how are we going to sustain this for an entire season where everyone doesn't like each other? It's not like fun. This is why we have 90 minute episodes because I don't think most of these people are going to be together much longer. They don't have content. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, all right. Case in point is how we start the episode. We've got Gina. We're still revisiting Slendergate. <laughs> Why? Why? Even when I saw that in the preview for After Party, I'm like, we are going to drag this for how long? And, yes. So we pick up Slendergate with Gina on a selfie cam. She says she had a terrible conversation with Clint about her physical appearance. And he said that she wasn't athletic or slender. This man never said that. (laughs) He never said that. I was like, what? What did she, what? Well, he implied that that was what he's gone for for the past, in the past, and she's different from his past. Okay. I could see how she could interpret that, but I just wanted, she said that he said something that he he did not say. (laughs) Um, and she says that he doesn't see anything wrong with that statement and she's disgusted and she feels like it's a nasty thing to say. And part of while I was looking at her, I was like, I think that she got lip filler right before the wedding. Ah. Because in her interviews, her lips look more normal size. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, when the selfie cam is right there, you look, you notice the details. Clint is with Chris and then Eris comes. And, and Clint... Gives Eris a hug and he's just like, I need you right now, man. And I was like, I didn't have Clinton Eris. It was an odd group. I would not, if you'd asked me who are Clint, who would Clint pick for this conversation, I'm surprised that he picked Chris and Eris because I didn't know those were who he was close to. I wasn't surprised because of After Party last week where he mentioned okay. that they talked about it and he knew where he was coming from. So he tells them that Gina went after him and said that you called me thick or fat. In her defense, I don't think she said that either, but maybe she said that and we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. He does admit that he's paraphrasing. And I was like, yeah, you are. Um, I was like, this game of te- telephone is going like very badly. Very, very badly. Clint makes, he makes excuses. He said he wasn't trying to do anything. He says he apologized, which I was like, yes, you did apologize. But if you had seen that apology, I could see why Gina wasn't really accepting it. Uh, He says that Gina says that it was unforgivable. And then he's like, hold on a second. And then he talks about how she keeps on calling him a ginger, light skin, etc. And he's like, that's not a term of endearment. (laughs) He said he was not trying to do a tit for tat. But the fact that he brought that up, it, it is a tit for tat. It was. If he if he looks really deep into the crevices of his heart, it was a tit for tat. <laughs> Eris and Chris are very supportive, but Eris does kind of work his way into telling Clint, like, maybe you didn't say the wrong thing, but the way that it was said and how it was interpreted, like, maybe. Um, so Clint is like, suddenly I'm being typecasted as I don't like bigger women, which always comes back to the show on how do I look? How would this look? Mm-hmm. And he talks about how all of a sudden he can't be himself, which was a little dramatic, but whatever. This is what I was saying about Eris last week. Like he throws me off. Like one minute he sounds like he's a fuck boy. He's for the streets and he's not here. But then the next minute he says something that 
makes sense because he was just being wise and giving him perspective. Like maybe you triggered something in her. Maybe you just need to listen. Just take the L on this one. Just apologize. And I'm like, you know what, Eris? You're absolutely right. (laughs) Choose peace. Eris says that they have still have dinner on the honeymoon, that they have time. Um, And Clint says he doesn't want to make a quick rash decision, which leads to me like he's ready to be done with this whole thing. Um, And in the interview, he says he wanted to find someone the rest of his life, but it's been an eye-opening experience. I don't really know what he meant by this. I'm like, do you think that Gina didn't want to find someone for the rest of her life? I'm, I'm really not sure what he meant. Of course he didn't think that. Remember, he thinks she's there to promote her salon. <laughs> and I, and honestly, uh, how do you bounce back from someone telling you, I don't like gingery vibes? Like, and then, then this happens and you're both expressing that you're not each other's type. Where do you go from there? Really? Really? So they all go to dinner. They do a little parade, not a parade, but the way they enter so we can see everybody's dress. Nicole's was my favorite. So Gina and Clint are good enough that they have come to dinner together. So that's a good sign. And in an interview, Gina tells us that Clint apologized and she was able to clarify to him how he offended her and all the females and he understood. So now they're moving forward. So everybody's sitting at dinner and Clint starts with an opening speech. And Eris is curious about what he um, is going to say and then Eris tells Clint to stand up for his speech. Clint stands up for the speech. He says a lot of things. Um, he says, oh, you know, I was I was being ridiculous and I had some crazy comments. And Kirsten tells him he was strong and wrong. And he said, let's focus on the wrong part. He said some comments off the cuff. Uh, he said a lot of things. And Nicole does note at the end that there was no actual apology in everything he said. I was about to say that he apologized to Gina, but I guess an apology to them. I guess. Yes. I think that's, that's what, what Nicole means? was looking for. Because I thought I mean it wasn't the best apology from the parts that they showed us. I was like, I mean it was good enough, I guess. But it wasn't good enough for Nicole. Although Nicole says that if Gina's willing to get past it, she she's willing to move forward too. Part, part of the problem is Clint doesn't know when to stop talking. He should have just said, I'm sorry, we smoothed it out and I didn't mean to offend anybody, blah, blah, blah and that's it. But A, this whole conversation was annoying because no one was making her accountable. Like, I'm just wondering still, do the guy, do the girls know what she said? Because not anywhere, not an after party, not on anything, has anyone acknowledged the whole gingery vibe thing? Definitely didn't yes. come out of Gina's mouth. And also, I am not, I mean, we said this last week, sorry guys, but we're not in support of how these women are making it seem like being thick is disgusting because they keep using <laughs> words like it's so disgusting. It's so like, well, what exactly is disgusting guys? Like if it was a different thing where someone gave a disclaimer, like how Nicole gave a uh, ex- explanation on after party, like, Hey, this is an insecurity of mine. I don't necessarily like, you know, how I look where I am, because honestly, why would you be offended if someone says that and you like the way you look? I can only infer that you're not quite there yet or you feel some type of way about it. But also, I know I don't represent everyone, but I take offense to what you said. Honestly, I feel like that's a better explanation than how dare you. I, I don't know. Whatever. The, I'm just the way it. the expression of their displeasure has gone about has been strange. Very, very strange. I just... And how no one... Anyways... I'm over it. I don't want to give it any more air because they really, this is like episode three too. Like, yeah. 
This is episode seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh no, I mean that they say talking about Slendergate. Okay. The okay, third, yes. the third or second episode. I can't remember. You know we're going to be talking about it next week with Pastor Cal. Um. <laughs> oh my god. So you know, people never learn. So. And I know that Gina was put up to this by production. I don't think she came up with this on her own. But she said, you know, it's been a week since you've been married. Let's all relate our relationships from one to ten. And I'm thinking, let's not. For peace, let's not. But Mac goes first. And he said, everybody has to have a long explanation. But he's like, it's a seven and a half. And Dom is happy with that. Yeah, I could do that. I'm like, thank goodness. Okay, we've got one one couple in alignment. He says he wants to work up to a ten and hopefully... He gets better at communicating and she keeps her patience. Uh, that doesn't bode well, but okay. <laughs> Chris says that everything has been better than he was expected. He's blown away. You know, him and Nicole are great. So he comes up with an 8.2. I was like, 8.2? That's very specific. Very. But Nicole says, wow, you know, she just can't believe it. She would have done an 8.2. And we're supposed to believe that? <laughs> kind of didn't believe it (laughs) i absolutely did not (laughs) 8.2 is way too specific she did she bring up or he brought up that he knew her name beforehand so they are connected on a cosmic level where they know each other's names and know the number is going to be an (laughs) 8.2 okay good luck to them they're only hope for the season so they really are They have a whole... The problem with this whole thing is everything said at this dinner, I feel like I've heard it five times. So we get to hear again about, oh, you know, when they have to go home and live regular life, they'll find out the things they need to know, but they think they'll get to attend, and it's like, okay, good, good. Um, In an interview where I'm just like, Clint, have you been drinking? He's a very obnoxious human. So he's standing up at an interview and he's with Gina, and he says, you know, Nicole is very New York. And Chris is very passive and she'll take him for a ride. Not like a sexual ride, ride. I mean, could, maybe, but she's just, and I'm just like, shut up and focus on your own self. <laughs> he reminds me of the dude from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> I've, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. <sighs> okay. Next up is, this is really not going well, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, I guess no one's mad, so maybe it is going well, but it's not going well. Shaq and Kirsten, she once again has to complain about how his sense of humor doesn't have a time and place. I wouldn't call it complaining, but I guess for us, the viewer, we've seen her tell the girls this. We've seen her tell Shaq this. Now we see her say it in a group setting. So it's like, okay, I get it. I've heard it three times now. Yeah, it's like, start with something positive for once. Oh, so she gives them a seven. She does talk about how they have things in common. Things are going well. They're almost the same person. The thing about Shaq and Kirsten is there was that episode of After Party where he said that she was behaving completely differently when the cameras were off and he was very confused about her signals. I don't know if they're still in that place, but that's always in the back of my mind when I watch the two of them. Yeah, and she said physically and something else that they're doing better. But when you compare that to the preview next week when she says there's no chemistry, but they're always sitting on top of each other, I'm just confused and I don't want to feel like I'm watching some, like homework. I have to figure it out. Like, are you? Do you like them? Do you not? Where do you stand? Are you lying? I don't know. 
It's it is exhausting. It, and you're correct. It's like trying to figure out a puzzle, but the puzzle's not even that interesting. Just you know, check yes or no. <laughs> the pieces don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Gina also has a very nice speech about. She's pleased with where they are because basically they were in such a crap place that the fact that they could sit here and have dinner together is some sort of achievement. So she gives them a five. <laughs> and Clint, for reasons I can't understand, gives them a 5.5. And he's also happy with that number considering where they were. I'll tell you what the reason is. These two got to one up each other. Good or bad. <laughs> you call me gingery, I'm going to call you not slender. <laughs> Um, last but not least is Eris and Jasmine. Jasmine says they're good. They've had a few little hiccups. Mentions that he's never been in love again. Um, because once again, we've heard it. This is our third time. That's an eyebrow raise for her, she says, because she falls in love easily and hopefully, uh, you know, it's going to work out. They have fun together and everything is going as it should be. I'm not really sure that that's the truth. So she gives it a 7.5, an 8 maybe. Ask what he thinks, and he says a 7, and she says she's not bad. And then they flash to Mac, and then Mac is saying, well, it sounded like some people were lying. Uh, we're supposed to believe that Mac believes that Eris is lying. And then they flash back to Eris saying that she's attracted to him at like a 11 or 12 or whatever, and he's more like a 4 or 5, which I'm like, if you average those together, you do get a 7. So where's the lie? Also, it was two different things. Exactly. One was attractive level and one was, how's the relationship going? Mm-hmm. Eris says just, he's willing to... Sorry. Sorry. I just, this is my frustration with the couples this season. There's a lot of telephone being played. There's a lot of like, you know, running to the defense of something, but not actually getting the facts. And it's just like their comprehension is different. And I don't know, maybe that's an editing thing because we can only go by what we see, but it seems like their understanding of situations is completely different from ours. Correct. Puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) That don't make sense. (laughs) So after Eris says that he thinks that if they put in the work, they can get to a 10, Chris asks him if he thinks he could fall in love. And Jasmine's like, oh, that's a deep question. And Eris is like, well, that's what I signed up for. He's still in shock. It's just like the whole thing makes him feel like he's crazy because he keeps on saying it's just been a week and maybe he's the only one who feels like that. Now, they show an interview of Chris and Nicole and Chris is saying, I'm not sure he's ready to be a husband. And I was like, we are supposed to believe that he's talking about Eris. But if you'll notice, he says no names there. So I don't know if that's some creative editing or if he really was talking about Eris. Ah... That's a good thing you notice because also when you pair that with that's who he was closest, well, maybe he was closest to Clint, not Eris. In the very beginning when they had that conversation. I, I actually thought he meant Eris. I couldn't think of who else he might mean, so I did think he meant Eris, but I did note that there was no name said, so I just wasn't sure. Because he said she's ready to be a wife. I don't know if he mentioned her name, but he's not ready to be a husband. So He did say See, this he just is- said she. <laughs> oh well that's what maps editing does to us it makes us suspicious very suspicious all right guys we'll be right back save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back. It's the last day of the honeymoon. Everybody's walking up with selfie cams. They are sad to leave vacation. I totally understand the feeling. Um, Shaq says that he wants to wake up to the ocean every morning, which I'm like, oh, that's nice. And Clint tells us that he has severe stomach cramps and things are coming out of both ends. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> we see Eris uh, out and about doing a workout. And he says he, you know, he does his reading and his workout early in the morning. And his alone time is important. That's not good. I mean, everybody needs alone time. But we're definitely building a story here. <laughs> and his alone time might be a bit not conducive to this relationship. Um, hmm. I feel like I felt that way until they went to each other's houses. And also, Eris is built different, yo. <laughs> like, he's just... <laughs> I don't know. It just seems on brand for him. And I don't necessarily read it as a negative thing. I, I don't read it as a negative characteristic. I just worry about this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so they pack, everybody's packing and eating breakfast. And so in the selfie camp, Eris says that he's feeling guilty about not showing as much interest, but that their attraction levels aren't on the same level, but he is attracted to her. Dom is talking about how she'll miss room service. I don't like room service. I don't want to eat in the room. I love room service. I just like spaces for things. Like, there's a space to eat. There's a space to do this. There's a space to do that. I don't want to eat. And, like, anyway, I'm not a fan of room service. It always seems so dang expensive. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mac thanks Dom for doing the experience with him. And Dom says that she's surprised he decided to do this. Um, and she reiterates that she wants him to do things. This whole conversation was a repeat of last week. I want you to do things because you want to do them. I don't want to feel like I have to coach you into doing them. He says something about, he says these things to sound sentimental, like he's glad that they're doing it together. Then he says something about being Midwestern and how he and his brother hype them each other up. And she's like, I'm not your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... If Dom doesn't like Mac, just say so, and that's your right. But I don't understand how can someone want to do something that they don't want to do. You want him (laughs) to want to do something, but if he doesn't want to, he doesn't. If he's doing it for you, it's fine, because then he'll discover the things that he likes and then the things he doesn't like. Now, if your complaint is that he's complaining, that's a whole different conversation. But to tell someone, I want you to do something because you want to, that man ain't going to do nothing. He just wants to lay down. <laughs> In response to Dom's critique, he says that he feels critiqued and that he's <laughs> not growing because he feels like he doesn't want to piss her off and that he's given her the benefit of the doubt and she doesn't seem to be uh, doing the same thing. That it seems like it's your way or the highway. That's Dom says something about dating has made her hard and she's trying. And she doesn't want him to feel like he's being attacked. She's 26. 
Uh, how, uh, how have we reached the peak of dating at this point? Uh, those experiences have shaped her. Okay, that's fair, but uh, okay. She explains that attitude is part of her sexual and emotional attraction, and he says that he respects that. So what she's saying is, I'm not attracted to you because you buy too much. But I don't think he deserves that. <laughs> I also, I think what this is what aggravates me is you guys already had this conversation. He already apologized. Mm-hmm. Why are you having the same conversation again? What happened between the last conversation and this conversation that you are still beating this dead horse? Yeah, and that's where we're not sure what editing is doing because if, again, maybe she's just not articulating what her issue is. If her complaint again is, I don't want to be your coach, that can get annoying. And maybe she's just thinking far ahead. Like, it's not really an issue per se. It doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but further down the line, I'm going to get tired of it. And if I'm coaching you, I'm not going to be sexually attracted to you. Then that's a separate conversation than whatever it is that she's saying. I just, I find it very interesting because I'm like, is it the the environment that they're in that's causing their issues? Like they there's something about like the honeymoon, Jamaica, excursions. Like what is going on here? These people don't like each other, but they don't want to say it. <laughs> and then we get, I mean, listen to after party people because... If they don't like each other, the signals are all over the place. So, we saw a huge preview of this. Chris is crying. And all of us are like, okay, why is Chris crying? Wonder what's going to happen. I assumed, like, we've had on this show sick grandmas, you know, a death in the family. Like, all of these things have happened, and that's what I assumed it was. Um, so Chris is crying. Nicole comes out and asks what's wrong. And he says that production has told him that he cannot have the dogs at the place and he can't abandon his dogs. And Nicole is very sweet, very understanding. She's like, we're going to figure it out. I don't know how we're going to figure it out, but we'll figure it out. Um, Chris is like telling her he's still, he's crying. Okay. He's like, this marriage is going great, but like he cannot abandon his dogs. And that there's separation anxiety with the dogs. Like, even him coming on this honeymoon apparently is the longest he's been away from the dogs. And he can't have them away from him for eight weeks. My whole thought was, I cannot wait to see what Aid thinks about this whole thing. I mean, the combination of crying and dogs. I. What are your thoughts, ma'am? <laughs> this is the thing. We've got five couples this season. <laughs> We have five couples and we have one couple that appears to be doing well. (laughs) I am not coming after him. I do not understand it at all. (laughs) I also don't really like, like, Nicole doesn't seem to mind it. So it doesn't matter what I think. But sir, there's a problem. What do we do with problems? We start looking for solutions. (laughs) We, I, I can't have you, I mean, I just felt like sitting there and crying and being like, they won't let me have the dogs and I can't be away from them. He was having like, he was panicking and he wasn't like solution oriented, which was fine because this is marriage. So Nicole swoops in and she figures out that her dog can, I was confused about her dad's participation because apparently the man does not live here in, in Nashville. Girl. But he's 
but he's willing to move to Nashville. Maybe he's retired. What, what else does he have to do? So he's going to move to Nashville and basically take care of Nicole's dog. But that way they could still come and like take the dog out to the park to, I don't know, to hang out with the dog. But they, Nicole finds a solution. Okay. That is love in all areas. Like she was willing to give up her dog because his dog, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to the producers. You matched people with more than whatever the limit of the dogs were and got an apartment that had a limit. What were we doing? Didn't you know that ahead of time? By the way, this is not the law. This is an apartment's policies, which means you guys are doing some sort of partnership deal. Tell them you need to add in another dog. You'll pay two fifty a month or whatever. Like I just could not believe that there was no way around this production. Exactly. Hell, get another apartment right beside them and let the dog stay there and pay for it. I just, I know it's a different state, but Lindsay and Mark, they had like five cats. (laughs) Maybe cats are different, but I just didn't understand it. You knew that was a problem. Like you should have solved them. Like, and this is again, let these people give them the best head start that they could be on. Let them be attracted to each other and let, for the love of God, let them have their dogs. Like we say, we don't get it, but it's important. So let them have their dogs, even if it gives them some kind of comfort. But all around, it was just like a, I had so many emotions that I didn't know. No one's wrong. No one's right. Because one, I felt bad for Nicole because she's the one who has to give up her dog and not have her dog around. And like she mentioned to her dad, she wanted the dog around to get used to him because that's the thing. I mean, I know they're going to be swapping, but it's not the same as the dog living with them. And at the same time, like you said, he didn't come up with a solution. Hopefully it's just the stress of the situation. But if this is an indication of how you solve problems, it's not a good indication, not a good indication, but also the love that her daddy had. I, 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 he even said, do you want me to come down and take him back? Like he was going to fly down from Florida, come to Nashville, pick up the dog, go back to Florida, then come back, bring him back and then go back. I, no. I sound she said, very excited. oh, I can't be away from my dog for two months. And her dad no. still was like, okay, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, my point is I'm saying it that way because it's not even in my, it's not in close to my thought. Like to me, that's just such a deep example of loving your daughter that I'm in awe of it. So I kudos to all of them involved in that. Kudos. So next is Jasmine and Aris. They're sitting next to each other. Look, people, I cannot deal with this. Eris had his AirPods in. I'm sure they weren't playing anything, but I cannot I cannot stand people who have headphones in when they're interacting with other humans. It was off. He just came back from his workout. Take him out. <laughs> so Eris, I kind of admired Eris at this moment because he really tries to explain himself. He's like... The past few days have been complicated. It's been a lot. He's tried to process. Is there something he could be doing differently? What could he do? And in his mind, time will solve it. But like he's been struggling, I guess is his point. And Jasmine says, well, your family told me that we're going to have to pull things out of you. And she's trying to take the approach of giving him grace. But when it comes to our feelings, we're different. Eris seems very stressed. And then he says the killer words. He's like, it just feels more like a friendly vibe. And that's not a that bad thing. 
I didn't like this part. He said that he's confident that she would be there in an accident or if he needed to like his have his behind wiped because of some sort of medical thing, she would be there. And the whole time I'm like, okay, do you feel like you could do that for her? <laughs> I we mean, didn't hear that I, part. We've established that Eris is the taker. Eris says that he needs time and she he hopes that she will continue to give him grace. In an interview, which is very interesting to me when you see the interviews that are done later, um, hairstyles are different. <laughs> Background is different. Clearly, it's been some time since the event. Jasmine says that she's not trying to be somebody's friend. She's trying to be somebody's wife. And she didn't want to hear the friend word. Much like Slendergate. I'm like, but he didn't say friend. He said friendly. <laughs> hint, hint. Dr. Pepper told us if you are not, well, Dr. Pepper and Dr. Jessica, if you are not attracted to your spouse, zip it. But see, Don't he say. didn't say he wasn't attracted to her. Um, what do you think I have friendly vibes means? <laughs> I don't it's interesting because I'm like okay you're opening up about your own internal struggle but I didn't feel like that opening up served the relationship in any way shape or form it was just him getting things off his chest to see if he could make himself feel better uh, I really feel bad because I'm conflicted with Eris but I feel like Eris really wants to do right yes but he just can't make it across the line and mostly like because i guess he's not attracted to her correct but he's trying his hardest yes. to do what he's supposed to do yes but it is confusing well, yeah, i was about to say that it is confusing because he spent most of it trying to sleep with her so now i'm like were you attracted to her or you were not, but you just wanted to hit. I feel or like it's did you, Jake? Where he, she, he was like, "I'm not attracted to her. Let me see if I can get something going if we sleep yeah. together." <laughs> exactly, and that's what I was saying. Oh, and then he realized, but that's like my old habits. Maybe I should just scale back, and then see if I get to know her, and then maybe that will grow. So I think the use of the word conflict is actually accurate for him. Like, what is the right thing to do? So. Anyways, well, we move on to Chris and Nicole. They do a selfie cam and they let us know that they met with the executive producers and they came up with a solution and Nicole's dog will be at her apartment with a family member. And after the experiment, they will find a space that allows for three dogs and a backyard for them. Um, The producers didn't come up with this solution. That was the same solution that Nicole already had, right? Yes. So, Nicole came up with a solution. They talked <laughs> to the producers. The producers said, figure it out. You can't have more than two dogs. Bye-bye. Shame on them. <laughs> so I the couples, I shouldn't call it, but... Yeah. <laughs> the couples are getting ready to leave Jamaica. Uh, Kirsten is still picking on this poor man because the clip that we see, they're doing like a round robin on them. She's like, mm-hmm, you look like you're messy. And he's like, well, I've been on vacation. Like normally, like in my home, I'm a neat freak. And you'll be amazed when you see my home. She's like, we'll see. Shaq says that the real challenge is going to be coming uh, coming home and living everyday life. Um, Eris is saying that he has never lived with someone. 
And she asked him, like, if someone, if a stranger came into the house, what does she want their, what does he want their house to look like? He said he just wants them to know that black people live there. And he means like, he just wants black art everywhere. Um, Dom asked Mac his top picks for housing. And he said he just wants cleanliness and organization. Pretty rich for someone who doesn't have one, but she (laughs) said, (laughs) how about having one first? Um, Dominique says she's excited to head home and she's excited because maybe it will be better to see him in his comfort zone because during this honeymoon, he's not relaxed. He's out of his comfort zone. So maybe him being in his comfort zone will be better. I don't know if it means anything, but as they were leaving, Dominique is the one dragging the luggage and Mac opens the door for her to push the luggage out. And she's like, maybe I should be the one opening the door for you. And he's like, why? (laughs) Then it clicked and he's like, oh, my bad. And then he switches and I'm like, oh boy. Um, These people have no content because we even get selfie cams of them on their way to the airport (laughs) and on the plane. And I'm like, wow, we're in for a long season. So it's time for them to move in. And it looks like they all went straight to the apartment. Did you do any digging on the apartment? No digging, but I did, yeah, I didn't do any digging, but those are some nice apartments. Okay. Um, Eris stops in front of their room, says that their room number is 313, and he says he thinks it's a sign. He used to visit his dad and in Detroit, and that's the area code. I don't know if you noticed, but when they walked into their room, their home, the walls seemed to have dents. I don't know what that was about, but I noticed that in the other couples, I did not see that dent when they walked in. Yeah. Yeah. But they all seem to like their apartment. Aries says, because Jasmine is like opening things, they left like baskets and then the sign from their wedding and things like that. So she's opening things, showing him things and all that. And Aries is like, okay, he's getting overwhelmed that he just wants to shower and go to bed. And Jasmine is like, sorry, husband. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. She's too accommodating <laughs> to him, too. And he's getting comfortable with it. Um, Clint and Gina are going through their apartment and then he says, oh, there's a dishwasher. And then he mentions that he never uses his dishwasher and he always hand washes. And I'm only saying that because I'm the same way. I hand wash every single dish. I used to be like that. Now I do both. (laughs) So Gina and Clint are talking to us and she says that so much happened that set them back, but she thinks that you can grow in love that she's been in a relationship where it wasn't straight fireworks in the beginning and she grew to love them. Um, I think I agree. I've been there before where I was not attracted to a person and just through their acts or whatever, I went through like a health crisis and they were there for me and all that. And I got to become attracted to them, but I mean, they broke my heart. So there's that. So, (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is, a lack of immediate attraction might not be the greatest thing. Is that what you're saying, Tane? Well, you might get mad at yourself that you eventually did. Because in the first place, why were you not attracted to them? And then now you are. And then they still break your heart. So it's like, fuck that. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. Gina keeps on. Gina's like Eris. They just keep on. Their headspace keeps on harping on the wrong things. Yeah. Like, how does it serve you to be constantly talking about how you can grow in attraction? I mean, again, are you still not with the person? And then I still don't believe that she said she dated a redhead. How can you say that and say you don't vibe with them? Is it because of them or you just didn't before? 
Anyways. Maybe he wasn't a redhead. He was just gingery. <laughs> I do want to add that Clint said something about, she said stuff, I think it's been edited out. I'm not sure, but he said she said stuff about his skin too. That he yes. was lighter skinned and he was stuffed. So I think it was worse. So anyways. And yet she continues to get a pass. Mm-hmm. Clint says that he wants to have friends over and he wants to have a Mexican fiesta night. And I'm like, oh God, they're setting us up for friends and family night. Although we didn't see that in the previews though. It'll take us like two weeks to get there. Okay. So Clint asks where Hank will stay. Hank is her dog. And she says here or with him. And he said he's stoked to have a dog. He used to be a dog person, but he just hadn't had the time. So it'll be nice. To get to know Hank, we see them brush their teeth and it's kind of crazy to me how it's almost like tradition now, like how we never see them shower on the wedding night, but we always see them brushing. Like no matter what the situation, they will always brush their teeth. No matter. I'm glad everybody's taking care of their teeth though. I mentioned (laughs) there are people come on the show who don't even brush their teeth at night, but they have to shoot these seeds up their game. Yep. So Kirsten and Shaq are talking about household chores and they talk about laundry. And I hear the most bizarre question. Do you like your clothes to be washed together? Maybe it's not bizarre. It was bizarre for me. I'm like, I'm confused. Like, do you mean coloreds and whites? Because probably not. But she meant their clothes, like his clothes and her clothes to be washed together. And even more bizarre, she says, no. But he has to show how, like, he has to show her how he likes his clothes washed because people add certain things, but they agree to just put it in there. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Like people don't like their clothes to be washed with other people's clothes, but they're being washed. So I don't know what the difference is, but they agree on the fact that they don't like adding all the extras. But again, this is them looking like they're vibing, but apparently not. (laughs) She asks how living together will be, and he says he just have to get used to having someone around, and they have to learn how they live and what they like and don't like. Kirsten says she's looking forward to living with him, and they're at a good place. And then we see them brushing their teeth. I gotta tell you, Aid, I would hate for a camera to be on me while I'm brushing my teeth. I'm a messy brusher. I don't want that. You don't want to no, see that. No, no. No one wants to see that. <laughs> um, they get into bed, and their beds are so small. I want to say it's a full size. I think that they make the beds full for production reasons. To get better shots. They can't, I mean, these are already furnished apartments. They can't just force the apartments to get smaller beds. They have to come that way. Well, are they, we haven't done any research. So it's like, if they rented empty apartments, I assume they get to rent the furniture too. If they rented furnished apartments, then you're correct that whatever size they had in there is what they have in there. But maybe they're queen size. Do you think they're full, though? Oh, they looked too small. I think they're full. Like, this I looks like smaller than the usual. They have... Really? Okay, I feel like every yeah. season they have, like, small beds. They look small, because I remember Gail and Merla, and they were talking about it, and they did say it was a queen, but it looked small. But this one looked very cozy, so who knows. Um, We're back to Nicole and Chris. They talk about, you know, if they're worried about anything, just be honest. He said, like, you know, they've talked about introducing the dogs. And I'm like, yeah, please do. We don't want another Alexis and Justin situation. Um, He says the last thing they want is for things to keep building up and then one person overreacts. He doesn't want drama. He doesn't want fights. 
and he's willing to adjust his habits. I don't know if they're setting us up for drama and fight coming soon, <laughs> but I feel like this is not the first time he's saying this. <laughs> they have to fight about something, right? I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see what it is. But I mean like a big blowout. Okay. So so she asked him if today was decision day, would he say yes or maybe? And he says, yes. And she says, do you love me? And he says, no, but I like you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. At this point, I don't think this girl is joking. And <laughs> is she going to keep asking him this all season long? Like, just let it be. But he's a champ about it. If he's not mad, I'm not mad. Nicole tells us that they're coming off their honeymoon high and she's looking forward to coming home to him every night. They go to bed and he stops her and tells her from the bottom of his heart that he thanks her for her support and the willingness of having her dad come out. And he thanks her genuinely, holds her face, and he says that he thinks that this brought them um, closer. As a sidebar, before they went to bed, I saw her do like a, she took like a little bottle and it was like a roll-on type situation and she put it on her wrist. And I just wondered if it was some kind of CBD thing that helps you sleep well or something like that. Just random. I thought that moment, it's like, okay, I, we are never going to understand Chris crying. But it doesn't really matter because in the context of them, it, it works for them. Yeah. This um, time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate him saying the extra thank you because if you're someone like me, I like words of affirmation. And it's one thing for someone to just assume that you know that you're appreciated or whatever before you to like reiterate and to let the person know, like, no, for real, I really appreciate that. I, I like that. And it seems like Nicole is the kind of person who wants that also. So that was nice. Gosh, they're just such a great couple. <laughs> we'll be right back to talk about Dom and Mac. And we're back. So Dominique and Mac are in their apartment. She asks if he has any concerns. And my God, are we going to give these people scripts all season? Because now everyone's asking the same questions. They're not having like organic questions because clearly they all asked, do you have any concerns moving in together? Or when Gina asked, do we want to rate our relationship so far? Like, can we let it be organic? Yeah. Can people not just have normal conversations? They have plenty to talk about. They're about to move in together. You know who they should have an after party? They should have a producer. Montre needs to get on there. <laughs> like, we need behind the scenes. We need to know. They need to have a spinoff and let us know about the couple. Well, I guess they don't They don't turn on their couples. To let us know who's difficult, what was their difficulty that season, and what was the easy part, stuff like that. So he says that he hasn't signed the She asked him if he'd lived with someone. He's like, I haven't lived with someone. Like, I haven't signed the lease with someone. But I had girlfriends who stay like four or five nights over with me. So he has a sense of what it's like to live with someone. She asked if he's traditional and what he expects a woman to do. I appreciate the fact that he laughed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do you mean like to cook or clean and stuff like that? The like, tone was I like, I asked we... this question in 2022. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's like, are we 1947? But it's like, he doesn't like, he likes to cook. He likes to clean. Like, he doesn't mind cleaning, but he's not the best cook. But she's like, they can work on it. But he's organized. Dominique says it's too early. She's saying this in the confes confessional. She says it's too early to say if the experts did right or wrong. So clearly the, the question was, do you think the experts got it right? 
And she's like, I don't know if they got it right or wrong. Her words are saying that it's going to take time and patience on her part to help him grow. But ultimately, she's what she's really saying is that the experts did wrong. So if she's saying that it's going to take time and patience on her part, I don't think she's too happy right now. It is so um, strange. So strange. The focus on Mac's personal growth in this episode. Yeah. And the idea that Dom doesn't need to grow. She's just fine. But Mac, he needs personal growth. Their conversation just seemed awkward. I'm not gonna lie. So. He did mention earlier that they've gone from comfortable. Now it's getting awkward. <laughs> Eris and Jasmine are in their apartment. Eris says he has never lived with someone, but he has always wondered, like, when you're a couple, when you're doing number two, are you in the bathroom with them? I'm like, what? Jasmine was like, like I don't want you in there. <laughs> how have you reached the age of almost 40? And, like, you ask that as a serious question. I think what is scary is, like, even if he hasn't been in a relationship, well, he has. He's been in a relationship for a year and a half. He just never said, I love you, right? Yes. So why is he asking about pooping? Was he trying to be my, funny? I don't know, because my question is, even if you have people spend the night, some people poop overnight. We are not talking about poop, but I don't understand. Like when they were there, did you have to stand there and stuff? So Jasmine was like, uh, no, I don't want you in there when I poop. And he's like, uh, she's like, let's just say that girls don't poop. He's like, uh, well, I poop. I poop every morning. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. I'm like, okay, Aries, thank you. But he's so structured or regimented that I believe him completely. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he's being bossy and is like, this is my side. Don't touch that. This side needs to go here. This needs to do that. But Jasmine is also accommodating and she's going along with it. And Jasmine is like, she's realizing that he's bossy and he's just making executive decisions. He asks her, he stops her as she's walking and was like, do you wear shoes in the house? And she goes, yes. And he goes, yeah, it's because you have dogs. Y'all are different. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> she's like, what does that mean? And also, what happened to her 13 dogs? Well, I guess she she works at a shelter, I think. She so doesn't work at a shelter. She breeds dogs. Oh, so I don't know dogs. where her 13 dogs are. And I hope we find out very soon. Oh. <laughs> well, where does she breed them? Maybe that's where they are? Well, at the after party, she talked about being in transition. So I'm like, are these 13 dogs at her parents' house? No. I mean, if she breeds them, it can't be at home. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. me assuming. I don't know. Yeah, I know people who breed dogs. You just you have them in the backyard or in the garage. Like, there's places. Oh, gosh. He says his people know to take their shoes off when they come to his place, so she needs to tell her people. I'm like, Eris, I don't think he means harm, but it's coming off all the way wrong. For someone who told Clint that he could have better delivery, he could use some of that advice. He was not in the best delivery mode. No, and I agree with him 100% that no one should be wearing shoes in the house. Yeah, but, I mean, but that's how she chose to Everything else, it's just like... Um, yeah, it was it was rude. It was rude. Yeah, it was rude. And it's also like not a relationship. Like you have a discussion about how things are going to be, not just like this is the way it is. Who do you think you are, Iris? I mean, and that's the thing. This guy is so back and forth because he also said, "Is that okay? Like, is that something you'd be able to do?" She goes, "Yeah, it's fine." But he said that afterwards. So, anyways, he's doing his best, I guess. <laughs> 
Jasmine says he's very peculiar about certain things. I think she meant particular. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I've come to learn that Jasmine is kind of like, if you watch Housewives of Jersey, she's kind of like Teresa. She kind of mixes her words a little bit. So You know who else does that? But he does it with bigger words. Clint? Yes. He said something <laughs> about, I should have said what I said about Gina in a more poignant way. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not the word you're looking for, but okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I'm surprised that Eris did not have a heart attack because her suitcase was on the bed. He had nothing had to say attack. about that. You don't want shoes on the floor, but you want a suitcase that went all the way. Ugh. So Eris says the trip is done and in the past, but if there was anything she could do over from the trip, what would she do? She was like, it wasn't like bad. They didn't have like bad things. There were just some complications. We find out what they mean during after party. And I'm just like, if after party didn't exist, that's a whole lot of context to not it's know. Actually, really annoying. They should have never. That is yeah. a whole big thing that they have at after party that they don't even talk about here. That is clearly affecting Eris and Jasmine. Oh, yeah. annoying. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that is pretty huge. That's the scene we want to see, but I don't know. So she says no because she's a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, and she just hopes if they have issues that they talk about it. I don't like when people do that. It's like, do you have any regrets? I don't I'm not, I don't have regrets in my life. Everything happens. I don't know. I get it, but I find it annoying. Um, She's talking and he's eating his taco. And I wasn't sure if he was dancing, but he confirms it because when she's done talking about everything, he just stops and says, I'm sorry. I was too busy enjoying my food. Were you saying something? I'm like, this guy, this guy. This guy is Harris comes off as incredibly rude. But unintentionally. Yes. He's so nonchalant and so I I just how have you been floating through life? (laughs) Because that's the only way. He's not living life, he's just floating through it. Um then day nine of their marriage we see, and it looks like they're all gonna see each other's place today. Jasmine and Aris start first. He says that he hasn't been home in a while, so he doesn't know what she's going to find. And maybe she's going to find some sex toys, but hopefully everything goes well. I'm like, oh my God. My head is in my hands, Tate. Like, what? (laughs) He's so bothered. I don't even think he cares if she found anything. (laughs) Jasmine, um, he gives her a tour and Jasmine says seeing his home gym lets her know that him going to work out every morning wasn't just like a me time thing to go to stay away from her because at some point she kind of thought that it's just actually part of his routine and that's what he does is work out every morning he actually has a nice home he has like a home home and it seems pretty spacious because he has a gym place and he has a man cave the part that i didn't quite catch is i think he owns that home yeah yeah they didn't quite say that's my assumption so she says that with the man cave and gym, she's telling him it's very obvious that he definitely needs his me time. And he goes, yeah, like I wasn't just saying it like I do. And that's the thing. Remember your definition of an introvert? I think Ares is an introvert. I mean, he's for the streets, but I think he's an introvert because an introvert is just you need to recharge. Yeah, but there's no one seems to know what introversion is. I'm like, if you have a room where you hang out with people, what does that have to do with introversion? Um, he just needs to recharge. I'm going by your definition. 
You can hang out with people. You do things with people, but you just need me time. So he has the room where instead of going out, he does hang out, but his me time is when he works out, when he goes to the gym. I don't mean the man cave. Yes. I mean, it's not his every facet of his life, but... But he Jasmine does... made the man cave seem like it was part of his me time. And I was like, but he just said he hangs out with people here. So how could that be part? Anyway. He can do both. He can sometimes okay. just go down there and people are not there. And I, I mean, I didn't take it literal. Like, he just seems like he has me time. And I, I think he's an introvert by your definition where he needs to recharge. So he says when they get their place, he's going to need a man cave. And she says, that's fine. She's going to need a beauty room. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, well and good. I, I, I want to see this happen. I feel like if they get a house and there has to be one person who gets it, he's going to say, I deserve it. But we'll see. He shows her his room and it looks like he has a shoe collection. Um, well, it's sneakers. So I don't know. I guess sneakers are shoes. But they're all still in their boxes and they're just arranged really neatly against the wall. And he also has his dad's obituary on there. And he opens up to her saying that, you know, it was just such a dark time because his uncle had also died two days before. And he tells us in a confessional that, you know, his dad dying is like a void. And he still feels like a little boy waiting on his dad to come home. And I don't know if this kind of plays into why his personality is the way it is. I'm sure it does in ways that at my level, I don't, I could like articulate. Yeah. And he said that thing about his uncle and his dad though. I was like, oh my gosh, your grandparents, they lost two of their children. Yeah. Within two days. Yeah. So, um, she also lets us know that Eris also wears a necklace of his dad. Um, and he carries that with him all the time. So she says she appreciates, she appreciates that he's trying to be emotionally available and the end goal is for them to be together. And she's excited about that. I feel like the home visit rejuvenated her. I don't know. I feel like she felt like she got to know a little bit more about him and get some insight into the way he yeah. is. And, and, and that's what a lot of these people don't understand. The truth of the matter is you don't know this person. So when you're nitpicking and saying they don't know this, they don't have this, they don't, you don't know what the full story is of why they are the way they are. And they might have something else that compensates for that, that you might actually like, but the only way to find that out is through time. So just be patient and go through the eight weeks being open guys. Jeez. I mean, you're speaking logic. <laughs> I don't think it's going to settle quite in. <laughs> So then we move on to Dom and Mac. Um, Dominique says that they had a conversation about his living situation and she finds it weird because it doesn't make her feel like he plans to be here very long. And I'm like, thank you, Dominique. This is a more expected reaction because the first time he told her, remember, we're like, she's like, oh, that's fine. And I'm like, huh? huh? You're okay with that? <laughs> and we thought it was her age. But um, yeah. So McKinley says that he has been in Nashville for five months. Um, so he moved here in his friend's parents' basement. And he, before that, he usually had his own place. He said that he, what he's done in the past is like he's paid for two apartments that he hated and he didn't want to do that here. And then he says that he figured that if he was going through this process, that they can get a place together and he could do that with his wife, which makes sense. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. These two make my head hurt because I understand like, Clearly, he moved for this experiment. And clearly, why get an apartment? Because you don't know if it's going to work out. And that's the real reason, I think, that he doesn't have a lease. It's some kind of insurance. Like, if this doesn't work out, I'll probably leave. 
and I don't want to exactly. put roots down here. But the but thing also- is, is that it, for Dominique, his lack of roots, I don't know. When people are looking for insurance for why things might not work out, it sometimes becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's like, well, you're not even committed to live here. How can you be committed to me? Yeah. I mean, and she wants to live there in Nashville. So are you planning to stay or do you want to go? From the beginning, I've said this. There are apartments that give you six months lease. Get an Airbnb, get something. Don't say that you're ready for marriage and you don't want to do the basic thing like giving your wife security that you actually have a place to stay and you're willing to stay here. It's the least you could do. And at the end of the day, if I was Dominique, I would be thinking, are you living here because you want to live here or because you can't afford to live anywhere else? <laughs> I mean, the man didn't even lie, though. He could have said, like, I'm saving for a house. I figured I could save money. He just said, I don't want to. So that's not giving any sense of security at all. So she, they go into the house, and he's giving her a tour, and she asks if anything is his, and he says none of it is his. He shows her his room. And she says she doesn't see any part of him. And that was what she was looking forward to, to get insight into him. And that makes her nervous. She says it's small. There's no privacy. And right now she's just feeling, wah. I quote, that's what she said. So he has I mean, the- he could have taken her to a hotel room for all that she saw of him. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. She said she didn't get any insight, but I feel like she did. Like, this is where he chose to stay during the process. This is where he felt comfortable showing you. He didn't make it like him. And he even made a joke and said, the closet space is too small for you. So that's inside. He doesn't care. I'm like, where are your belongings? Are they in storage? Are they, like, where is your stuff? Yeah. Um, They're driving away and he has the audacity to ask her, so what do you think? Thoughts? Like, is this what you imagined or is it worse? <laughs> like this guy. She says, well, I have nothing to judge you off. And he says, sorry, the process went by quickly, so I didn't have time. <laughs> she tells us that she usually goes for guys that are more established. And for her, this shows a lack of initiative. As they drive away, he asks again and says, thoughts, concerns. And honestly, I had PTSD for work because after every presentation, you're like, thoughts, concerns, feedback. So, <laughs> we, I mean, at my work, we're normal. We just say, does anybody have any questions? <laughs> thoughts and concerns. We're like, do you have questions? <laughs> so Dom is like, I mean, and I realize that she says that a lot. She says that she doesn't know how he's been there so long. He said that he feels like he made a smart decision, not jumping in, going through this process. Dom says, taking into consideration that he moved from Michigan to California to Nashville, it's like he has no ties. And he says, yeah. (laughs) She's like, that worries me. (laughs) She says she has no plans to move from Nashville. um, And him not being tied is a concern. He says that he had the intent to make sure that he likes it and not jump into a place he didn't like. And Dom says, but you could jump into marriage though. Silence. <laughs> the end. No comeback. KO. <laughs> it's true. She's like, you're apprehensive about a lease, but you're okay to get married. And the man had no answer. He really didn't. Matt tells us. Someone oh, like Dom. Someone like Dom goes to the experts and says, these are the characteristics I'm looking for. I like to date older. 
Somehow she doesn't say, I like to date older because they're secure and they have houses and apartments and money and all the things that people who are established and secure have. That's the trait that I'm looking for in these older people. They found her some older guy who doesn't have anything. I mean, he has <laughs> he his own business. He has his own business. He And the funny part is, I do understand where he's coming from. It's just that where he's coming from is showing that he's putting himself first than his marriage, unfortunately. So Matt tells us that he was upfront about it, but now it seems to be a big deal to her and he doesn't know where things go from there. And then they park somewhere and then he goes somewhere and I'm like, where are they parked at? It wasn't a gas station. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where they are, but that's how the episode ended. So. The funny thing is, is because we have these shorter episodes next week, we get to do more home visits. Yeah. With more and the same conversation. Well, is it home visits? Oh, Pastor Cow also comes. So, but like then, uh, Eris is gonna see where Jasmine is living because I saw him messing with one of her crowns. Uh, if so. not for after party, I don't even think that I knew that she was at her parents' house or that she was in transition. <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny because I heard in transition, and I was like. So you live with your parents? Like, I don't know if that's even what she meant, but yeah, that's what I'm she like, said. do you not have a place to stay? You don't have a house of your own? I mean, I guess we'll find out, but I, I don't think we knew that ahead of time, but uh, I'm not sure. But um, I don't know. Next week looks like Gina and Clint are having an Alyssa Chris moment already. They are, but we know that they're going to be at stuff later. So it's not an Alyssa and Chris moment. It just, I, mean, I think they're going to answer, no, we're still going to stick with this. You know, I think Lifetime is pretty shameless because in the ads, they're hyping up the Gina, and, uh, the Clint and Dom thing so, so hard. They're like, Dom was matched with Mac. Clint was matched with Gina. So what happened to get them to this moment? And then they show them kissing. Keep watching to find out how. I'm like, <laughs> guys, this is not a good thing. <laughs> I, the funny thing is, is like, okay, they started showing us that preview before episode six. I'm like, is it going to take till episode 10 for us to actually see what happens? They don't care. Just hang in there to find that out, I guess. I mean, I'll be there, but <laughs> hope everyone else will be too. Uh, so, Tane, who has your bouquet this week? I cannot give Chris and Nicole this thing every week. So I'm just going to give it to her daddy. I, I, you know, just doing what he did. So selfless he was like, whatever you need me to do. Someone who thought that he might be a serial killer, but he was willing to make it work for his daughter. <laughs> I am in awe of that love. And he gets my bouquet this week. Who has yours? I'm just going to give it to Nicole on her own. I mean, if there is an A plus reaction to the situation. I can't think of anything better that Nicole could have done. She was very sweet. She was very kind. She reassured him that they were going to figure it out and that she went and figured it out and she made a personal sacrifice. She got her dad to help. Like, I'm going to give Nicole a, an A plus for, for handling the situation this week. Absolutely. That was my next option. Who has your burnt ashes? I went back and forth a lot up until this moment as we recorded until I decided on one. And if that, if, if the second option is not your ashes, I'll tell you who the second person was, but my ashes go to Mac McKinley. McKinley just 
you know, I understand where he's coming from. You don't want to put money on the lease, but it's what you have to do to show that you're prepared for the marriage. And I think that's my issue with a lot of these couples that are coming in. Even people like Eris who are sleeping with people two weeks before, we've talked about it before. I think you the 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 preparation starts before you say I do. You can't just wake up and all of a sudden you're a husband. You have to put in the work and act like you're going to be a husband. The least he could have done was like get his own space to give his wife security. And then even when you could see that uh, Dominique was kind of like feeling some type of way, he did not even attempt to give her any kind of reassurance. I think that's what did it for me. And I'm just, he's just like, yeah. And then the audacity, thoughts, concerns, like, no. <laughs> Who has your burnt ashes? Mine goes to Eris. <laughs> I just have to, because... Uh, between the, well, I know that you'll wipe my behind. I just feel like I'm, I see the heiress feels like he's doing something by having internal struggles, mm-hmm. but the longer it goes on, I don't think I have seen him do one nice thing for Jasmine at all. <laughs> or <laughs> even, and I don't, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. This whole, every conversation is like, why are we saying things like I'm feeling friendly vibes? Like you're having an internal struggle and you should have kept it internal. Talk yeah. about poop, bossing her around. Once again, I just think there's a lack of consideration for Jasmine with Eris. I think his intentions are good, but the outcome is not great. Yes. Well said. All right. So who's so your that wasn't... option for your bird actress? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are going to come for me? But I say it with all the goodness in my heart. I almost, almost gave it to Chris because it was kind of like a fake out. Like, honestly, I thought something bad. It's just for the the emotional roller coaster. I thought something bad happened. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this poor man has to deal with this. And he's not even home. And when he said it was just a dogs, I, I didn't know what to feel because I know that I don't have the capacity. Like, I don't have the range. But I understand that, you know, those are his dogs and they mean a lot to him. And it was just that. But I felt better because people sent us messages and someone was like, uh, we're dog people and even this is too much. So. <laughs> the thing so. about, you said I thought something bad had happened. And what I had to learn this week watching Chris is that there are different definitions of something bad happening for different people. Okay, let me rephrase. I thought someone died. That's honestly what I thought. So let me rephrase that. I thought someone died, not something bad because it is something bad and it means a lot to him. So I'm not going to diminish it because it's not something I'm in my range. So it's more for the, it's not like him crying and all that. It's more for the emotional roller coaster that he took me on. I was just like, you know, Oh God, I don't want to go through this and all that. And then I found out it was that. And I'm like, there's a solution. If someone dies, there's no solution. They're gone. So that's, where it was going to be. And speaking of emotions, just a little sidebar, guys. If you have not watched the documentary, The Stolen Youth, The Sarah Lawrence Cult, um, go watch it. It's on Hulu. It's three episodes. Trigger warning. It's very disturbing. I don't get disturbed a lot, but this 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 got to me. But yeah, just go watch it. I'm staying away from that one because everything I hear, I'm like, this is no bueno. But because you said to watch it, I probably will end up watching it just because you said so. Yeah, and then let me know what you think. <laughs> okay, we'll do. All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find Tane on the Rewatch with Nana. They are covering season six of Sex in the City. 
You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for your support, for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. And you can join our Patreon for all our bonus episodes where we cover other shows other than maps. See you guys next week for episode 8. Bye. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.